we want agreement by which we can live or die. You choose. If you won't listen to me when I make an appeal for the Negroes because you have no concern for the Negroes, listen to me when I make an appeal for America. You claim you love America. Well, we love America. But you are driving us back and you are making a Samson out of us and we are going to pull down the pillars. It's hard to believe that you're only 18 years old and you've been told you'll spend the rest of your life in this facility. What I believe is it's possible that I could be here the rest of my life. I'm working on my peer to this day. And, but you, you say me 18, it's people here 16 years old with, with natural lives. You know, 17. They ain't having established nothing in the world, you know, but growing up. And they stuck in here with a natural life. It needs to change. Something has to change. There's uh, some mothers out there that their sons may be Buried, and sometimes I feel like that with Corey. That it's just it, it, it's a part of me, you know. I feel like you know, cause he's so much of him being so much taken out from, taken away from him, from uh, you know being incarcerated for the rest of his life. Sometimes you feel like he's dead. Well, a part of him, you know, because he's out, you know, he's out, he's he's not out here in the real world like he would say it, you know, and uh, he's missing out on a, a, a whole lot. Welcome to Correct the Felon Podcast. I'm your guy, the host, the infamous one, G-Phrase, your Corey, known to many or inspires the block on IG and also on Twitter. Um, welcome, everybody. I, appreciate, I pray that everybody is happy in a blessed Sunday. And I just want to talk with y'all real quick for a little minute. And I started to show off with that video because I believe that that video um, shares the sentiment of black Americans right now. As we've watched over the past week, we saw some disturbing images across social media. And this, to me, it's a very clear assault on black men and black people. And we're going to talk about a little bit of it tonight. Like, I don't have all the answers. I just know that I want to be able to live in an America where I'm not judged based on the color of my skin or my masculinity. Like I want to be able to live in an America that my boys and my daughter can grow up in safe and not be judged based on they look different than the so-called majority 
in this country. We saw two young boys murdered by the police. We saw a army veteran assaulted by the police. I mean, what the hell is going on? Like, what do y'all want from us? How do you expect black people to respond to what we see going on? Because at any given moment, it could be me. It could be my sons. It could be my wife, my brothers, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. It could be any one of them. And my thing is, what does it take for America to understand that we love this country just as much as they do, as white people do? Hmm. What will it take for us to completely rise up? The thing that y'all fear the most is us rising up and really just giving y'all the same energy that y'all have given us for years. Like I said the other day on Twitter, I don't believe it's really back to blue. I believe it's black to white person in the blue. Because white people in this country tend to have a problem with the government when the government mandates things that they don't like or they feel like that's infringing on their freedom. We've been having this complaint for a very long time in America and the only time that white people in this country seem like they have a problem with the government is when they feel like something applies to them that's taking away their rights. But when we tell y'all that the police is beating the hell out of us, the police is kicking our ass, it's always, you know, just comply. Just comply. Well, if we have the right in this country to respond when we feel like our rights are being a friend's stone, why should we just comply? Hmm? You know, especially white conservatives, y'all feel like that, um, you know, the government is the problem. Well, the police is an extension of the government. How does that get lost in translation? Maybe because a lot of y'all family members are a part of the police. So I, I, I get it, you know, which is why, you know, you tend to back the blue or back the, the white person in the blue instead of backing the citizen whose rights are being trampled on. And we're going to talk for a minute. Like, I'm going to start off with, with this tweet that I put up the other day. Because I want to talk to everybody. I don't want to just talk to white conservatives. I want to talk to black liberals. And so in this tweet that I put up the other day, I said, if black people want change, then stop putting all your energy in the federal government. It's the state and local governments that's beating the hell out of us. And I said this on the 14th of April. And as you can see, it got 91 retweets. Well, it's well, a lot more now. Uh, nine uh, quote tweets and 564 likes. Now, in this tweet, I was talking to black liberals. Yeah, I was talking to, to black people. Black Democrats that live in these black districts. Because what's going on right now in America, especially with the police departments versus the black community is black people are voting for these mayors. Okay. That put these police chiefs in office and these police chiefs hire the officers that's going around shooting us. Like they are not being held accountable for their actions based on the people that we put in office. 
Like, this is the problem that black people have to understand. Like, if we want systematic change, then we have to change the people that we put in office. Now, I'm not saying go putting a Republican in office in a, in, a, in a Democratic area. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying jump ship. But what I'm saying is we have to start vetting these candidates that run in our districts. We have to start vetting these individuals to make sure that the safety and the peep of the people and the people are first in the black community. Like right now, I'm down here in Atlanta. I live in the fifth district, John Lewis's old district, and it's predominantly black and predominantly democratic. So when we put people in office, we have to make sure these are the right people that we put in office because if not, police brutality is going to continue. The police is going to continue to shoot us. And our mayors, police chiefs, sheriffs, city council members, school board officials, all these people that we put in the office going to look the other look the other way. Like we have to make a change black people. <coughs> Excuse me. We have to make a change on how we vote in the people that we put in office. Because if not, once again, we're going to continue to have the same results. It's that time. We can't keep crying and complaining that, you know, the government is, is, is oppressing us. The white man is oppressing us. When it's us to put these people in power. So we have to make a change. If not, let's just sit out. Let's let people deal with it on, them, on their own. Quit worrying about the federal government. We have to stop acting like that is the absolute power. It is not the federal government. The power is the people that are closest to the community. It is your mayors, your city council members. It is your school board of education members. It is your shares. That is the local. Then it goes to the state, your, your state representatives. This is how down here in Georgia we have voting laws because these people that we put in office, like we tend to forget about that aspect of voting. Like we have to show up for local and state politics like we do on the federal level. Like they say Georgia is blue, right? Because we have two Democratic senators in, in Congress right now. And then it voted for Joe Biden in the last election. However, the state legislator, Senate and uh, House is Republican. So, yeah, we sent these two people to Washington. We're three. You know, we more than that, probably. We sent these people to Washington, but the state is still red internally. Externally, it looked blue. Now, I don't know if it's going to change in the very near future on the, on the state and local politics level, but I do know that internally in the state of Georgia, it is still red because Republicans control it. But this is the reason why. Because people don't show up for the state and local elections. Black people don't. White people do. Black and brown people do not show up for state and local politics. We tend to forget that part. 
But we think all is well once we send somebody to Washington, D.C. Nah, that's the problem. That is the biggest problem. So once again, we have to get involved with this. We get we need to make sure that the same energy that we have on for the federal politicians, we have for the state and local. And we'll see major results if we start to do that. I'm going to put this other tweet up, and it's by uh, Ronnie Ortiz. And Ronnie Ortiz gave a brilliant tweet. I don't know the guy. Um, he was responding to Sonny, and Sonny Johnson retweeted him. But I think what he said makes a lot of sense. And he said, ending or weakening public sector unions, ending or weakening qualified immunity, eliminating victimless crimes, requiring increased training for police and establishing clear use of force guidelines. This should make these senseless tragedies far less. And he is responding to the police shootings that is going on in the country right now. And I think the guy makes a lot of sense. For one, the unions are a problem. Police unions are a problem. Like, they're the driving force to keep police officers, regardless of the misconduct that they commit, they tend to have the power to keep them on the force. And so what we need to do is weaken or get rid of these uh, unions, these police unions, because police have to be held accountable. Let's just be honest about that. Right. They have to be held accountable for their actions, especially when they com when they commit some kind of misconduct or crime like they cannot just get a, a clean slate and to continue to do what they do like as individuals in this in, in in america me or you don't get it we don't we don't get slapped on the wrist and clear slates when we commit crimes and stuff like that and misconducts in this country like i'm still battling one from 1995 that i'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life so why not can why not police officers be held to that same standard you know, for for one, and then we're going to go down the timeline. For one, when it comes to police unions, this guy right here, police union in Minnesota, said that the head of uh, Minnesota police union blames Dante Wright for his own death. Brian Peters believed that Dante Wright's death could have been prevented if he would just comply with the officers. Now, <clears throat> this gets me so mad. This gets me so angry. And I hope that he loses his job. You should lose it. Because clearly, the lady said she thought she had her taser. Right? She thought she had her taser. And she had her gun and she shot him. There's a lot of situations in America that could have been avoided. Right? But you don't blame the victim for the crime that's committed on him. So it's okay. It's okay. Right. In that video that we all saw, there was multiple officers. She was the only one that reached for a weapon. She was the only one. I mean, it seemed like he was complying all the way until she decided to get involved. The male officers had him, was putting the handcuffs on him. Until she got involved. So miss me with that. Right. There's no second chance on life, bro. You can't sit here and come out with that. What if that was your son? Huh? We would have a right to say, damn it, that if he just would have complied, your son would be still here. And like I say, this is the BS that 
white people, white conservatives love to come up with. They like they like dispute this kind of stuff, man. And since we own that topic, let's talk about it a little bit, right? Here's a video of an officer explaining to you the difference of a gun and a taser. Dominant, not so dominant. Huge weight difference, guys. I don't understand how we can mistake a taser for a gun or a gun for a taser. If you're in the heat of the moment and you do something like that, you shouldn't be doing this job. Because nobody likes a bad cop more than a good cop. I can tell you that straight up. I'm not going to put my life on the line to try and, you know, fix your stupidity and, and deal with, you know, restoring the peace with my public that I serve just because of your stupid actions. It makes no sense. 99% of our job is communication. You don't got to be quick to pull out a gun or a taser on somebody and think everybody's a threat. Not everybody's a threat. And that's how we feel. Like, sh sh shout out to that officer, because once again, I do believe that there are a, a lot of decent police officers in this country. Right. The difference is, as black people, the reason why we respond to police the way that we do, we all inherently know that there are good police officers out there. But when they pull up, we don't know how to judge that. It isn't like there's a sign on, on their forehead or on their badge that says, I'm the good cop. You know, we don't <laughs> have that luxury of knowing. So we respond to all police the same because, as we've known, the bad police have shown up. The bad cops have shown up. But like that pop, the police said, like, if you don't know the difference between your gun and your taser, you shouldn't be doing the job. And, and it's that simple. You know, here's another video. And it's, it's crazy when, you know, Republican, white conservatives, white Republicans come out against things that they see is bad, which they should do normally. They should always do it. But. You know, it's rare that you see it because they love to say that they're back in the blue. And once again, I don't believe in that no more. I don't believe that they're back in the blue. I believe that they're back in the white person in the uniform. But here's Pat Robinson talking about the situation with uh, uh, the brother who got shot by the police after the cop said she thought that she was she was pulling her taser. Also, I'm going to say, you know, I, I think a lot of people are thinking like I was that both gun, both the gun and the taser would be put on your dominant side, but it's not that way. Yeah, but they have to cross where they have them different, different. So you actually have to reach across yourself. Yeah, to you get feel the taser. difference. I yeah, mean, it's definitely there's just no discernment. comparison. As I say, they're not making tasers in this yellow color anymore. They're, they're making them they're in black. They're making them yellow. Now, how she made the difference was she shot that poor guy to death, saying, "This is what I thought. This is what I thought was my taser." And, and if you can't tell the difference in the field of those things, it's crazy. Anyhow, she deserves. But, I, you know, I am pro-police, folks. I think we need the police. We need the, their servants. And they do a good job. But if they don't stop this onslaught, they cannot do this. You know, the the police in, in Virginia picked up a, a lieutenant in the Army and began to give him trouble. And, and our, our, our state police are highly trained. 
but why they don't stop this and this thing is going on in Minnesota, but the Derek Chauvin, I mean, they ought to put him under the jail. He has caused so much trouble by kneeling on the, the death of George Floyd. It's just I mean, on his neck. It's just terrible what's happening. And the police, why don't they open their eyes to what the public relations are? They've got to stop this stuff. Maybe they need more training. Now you know it's amazing when you when when Pat Robinson is really you know on the side uh, opposite side of the law, like he mentioned Derek Chauvin, you know, with George Floyd said they need to put him under the jail because he's kind of like blaming him for a lot. That's what's going on in the country, you know, with police in the black community. But you know, like even him, this guy, what he's a thousand years old, can tell the difference between a gun and a taser. And I don't think that that was a real gun, and I don't think that that was a loaded taser. But I do believe that there is a difference in the feel between the two. Like, I'm a gun owner. I know when my gun is on my hip. I know when it's in my hand. Like, I know it when I feel it. So, you know, it's time that we just come to the conclusion that there's, a, there's, an, there's an assault going on black men in this country. Like, there is. I'll show you another video in comparison. Like, the things that white people get away with in, in regards to what black people get away with when we encounter when we encounter with the police. So here is a video of a white guy being pulled over saying police sees he has a gun. He threatens to shoot him, but he walks away with his life. Now, I'm not saying that the guy should have died. No, I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. But what I'm saying is there's a clear difference when it comes to black and white people when we encounter the police. Hey, hey, hey get out of the car, man. You got a gun right oh, there. Oh, right okay. I need you to relax for me, okay? I will shoot you because my dad's a threat. Let go of me. You just put your hand on a gun, sir. And yet people have the nerve to say that all black people have to do is comply. Honestly, you're not going to believe what I'm about to show you. Okay. He refuses to put his hands on the steering wheel, refuses to get out of the car. He puts his hand on his own gun. He twice threatens to shoot the cop. He closes the door and speeds away and he lives to tell the tale. I'm not saying that this suspect should have been shot. In fact, the officers in this example show quite remarkable patience and composure. But then that leads me to the question, why isn't this shown for all? Think about it. How can you possibly watch this video and not think about the cases 
where black suspects are shot and killed for being way less threatening than this man behind the wheel. What this video and many others like it tell me is that police have the training. It just seems they pick and choose when to show restraint and when to exercise lethal force. Example of a white person, which we've seen that multiple times. I've seen white people rolling on the ground, tussling with police officers, fighting them, picking up their batons and hitting them, and not one shot was fired. But an unarmed black man running from the police can instantly get killed. Why is this so? Why is this America? And people say, well, you know, you should have just complied. Well, we don't always have to comply. We have rights. Just like that guy was saying in the video, we have rights. You know, so we don't have to necessarily comply. Like, there's a couple more stories that I want to talk about. And it's dealing with, you know, black and white relationships in this country, man. Like, I think it's sad to where we're, where we're at. Like, in this next video that I'm going to show you, it's a young kid who's walking in the neighborhood. He apparently says he lives in his neighborhood, but he's being uh, aggressively approached and assaulted by some guy that's supposed to be an army, a white guy in the army. But the thing about it is like there's an inherent biases. There's an inherent prejudice when it comes to white people towards black people. Not all. Don't get it twisted. Not all, but a lot. You know, I'm saying a lot. I think it's more than it is not enough. So here's this video. Go away right now. Call the police. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. You know go. what? Maybe you should hang on a little longer. Let's we'll see go. how it goes. Then we won't have to get the report by ourselves. What is it you're doing here? Walking. Then walk. walk. Out. Okay, that's what I was doing. She came out of house. Well, you've been here like 15 minutes now. Let's go. Walk away. Keep walking. Walk away. Walk away right now. You need help? You got this in camera. I'm happy to help you. I didn't hit you. There's a difference between pushing you. You're aggressive on their neighborhood. Someone came running. You better walk away. You walk away. You're talking to my wife right now. That's your wife. Walk away. Walk away. Check it out. You either walk away or I'm going to carry your ass out of here. Dude, what do you want to do? You better not touch me. Or what? What are you going to do? You up on me. Let's go. Walk away. I didn't do anything. I'm about to do something to you. You better start walking. I do anything to her. You better start walking right now. You come after me like that? I ain't coming after you. You're in the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. Get out. Get out. Where? Where's your house? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. Walk me home? Well, you bet. You want to bet what I can do? I live here, sir. Okay, right now, you're address? harassing the neighborhood. I'm not harassing anyone walking through the neighborhood I live in, sir. Where? Okay. Check, check it out. We are a tight-knit community. Okay. We How take care of each other. A hell of a lot longer than your ass, because I have never seen here? you before in my How life. How long have you been living here? That's Why does that business. even matter to you? How long have you been living it doesn't matter. You know what? Get the hell out of my face. Get out of my face. You walked up to me. Check it out, motherfucker. I ain't playing with you. You either get your ass moving or I'm going to move you. You smell drunk. You want to bet? You are drunk. I'm about suggest. to show you what I can do. I would suggest. That you better walk away. Walk away. Walk away. I'm walking. You keep following me, sir. There's only one way out of here. It's right over there. There's multiple ways out of here, sir. You want to bet? 
walk away. I've been here before this whole subdivision. Yeah, I know. Obviously, you've been harassing us for a while now. Nobody knows you, sir. I don't even know your name. Well, get to know me because this is who I am. It doesn't matter. What's your name? No, walk away. Get out of here. I'm about to throw you out. You can't. You want a belt? Hey. I can do a hell of a lot more than you think I can. Just move along. Sir, you're acting like a child. Move on. Come on. You picked a fight with some random young lady that's one of our neighbors. Get out of here. Then why? Why you picked a fight with someone random? All I heard was you fighting and her defending herself. Fighting what? Hey, come on. What's your name? Come on, you don't want no trouble. This is the society. The young brother walking through the neighborhood. If you listen clear to the video, he said, I've been living over here before they even built this subdivision. That's why he questioned the guy like, you know, how long you been here? Now you going to question me walking around here talking about you ain't never seen me before. And the guy got to us, we're a close-knit community. This is the shit I'm talking about. But the good thing, though, with that video is this here, right? After that happened, the guy got charged, okay? The guy got charged with assault. And then this happened. Ever since then, the guy keep that same energy. When you thought that the young boy was by herself, keep that same energy when the community shows up. And here's the video of. I'm on on your territory at this point. Come on. We want to talk to you. We just want to talk. We want to understand some things. That's it. No justice, no peace. What you going to do? You going to stay in here every day? Hey, I think that that's fair. You know, you want to you wanna sit there and harass a young boy, but now you don't have that same energy when the, the neighborhood pull up? Come on, man. You can't do that. You know, don't try to be a tough guy when the young boy's by himself. Be a tough guy. Keep that same energy when he has some backing. Because you know you was a lot bigger than him. That don't really mean nothing, though. But you're trying to intimidate him with your size. You know, good thing you got arrested. I know ain't too much nothing going to happen. I know that. You know, I'm pretty sure they know that. You might get a little slap on the wrist, a little, you know, probation or something or break it down to a misdemeanor because it is he's charged with assault right now but there ain't too much nothing gonna happen but however this is the thing you know we're not going nowhere you know i'm talking to white america right now we're not going anywhere man we're here we are part of the very va fabric of this nature of this country just as you are We've been here since the establishment of America. And we're not going anywhere. So you can continue to try to harass us, shoot us, you know, mistreat us. You will not live in this country by yourself. <laughs> we, we're here. So I don't understand why. It's better to get along with us. We don't want no problems with y'all. We're not trying to come in y'all communities and take it over. We're not trying to replace y'all in this country no we just want equality in this country we want to be treated right we didn't ask to come here we didn't ask to come here we were brought here yes i'm talking about slavery we were brought here so since we were brought here and we built this joint for free now is our time to shine and be a part of this country. If you don't like it, you leave. <laughs> you always telling us to leave? No, you leave. You go back to wherever the hell your origins are from. We're not going nowhere. 
We're going to be here. We're going to continue to be millionaires. We're going to buy property. We're going to live and continue to establish ourselves as American citizens. We have that right. And you're not going to take it away from us, no matter what you try to do. We've been through hell and back as black people, and we're still here. History hasn't taught you anything. So I would advise you to get on the right side of history. Because we're not going nowhere. No, we're here. This is ours, too. This is ours, too. This country is ours, too. And we're not letting it go. No matter what you try to do to us, we're not letting it go. We're here. We don't know nothing about Africa for the most part of us. For the most parts. We don't. So you can't expect us to go back to Africa when we don't know where the hell we came from. Most of us don't know where the hell we came from. This is who we are. We are black people in America. We're black Americans. That is our race. And if you don't like it, hey, you go somewhere. You can go to parts of the country that, you know, we're not at. You know, we're really not trying to be in Idaho and Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. All y'all can just go there. We, we'll keep the rest of it. And if you're not willing to do that, then you have to live along with us. Live side by side with us. You have to get along with us. Because we're not going to continue this ill treatment. We're not. I don't know why y'all think that this is going to continue to happen. But one thing for sure, two things for certain, it's going to come a breaking point then you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. I advise you to become allies with us, especially the good ones out there. You know, those that see people for people, you know, become our allies and speak out against the stuff that you see that's going on in America with the ill treatment of black people. And I can hear it now. Miss me with that Chicago stuff. Miss me with all that, you know, black on black crime stuff. Miss me with that. The reason why I'm telling you miss me with that, because when a black person commits a crime on another black person, they go to jail. Yes, they go to jail. They go to prison. So just as much as you see what the news displays or tells you what's going on in these areas, for every victim, there's a Somebody going to jail behind it. Somebody going to prison. So miss me with that. That talking point is dead in the water. It don't work. Okay. It don't work at all. And I would advise you to try something else. Listen, this is what we're about to do. We're about to close this out. You know, but before I do, I, once again, I want to send two clear messages. Okay. My first message is to black people. Once again, I can never reiterate enough that. We have to start putting the right people in office. We have to stop voting for people who sell us these, these fairy tales and these fantasies. If we want systematic change in the black community, then we have to change the leadership. We have to put people in power that actually has our interests first. You know, it's that simple. If we want better schools, then we have to put better board of education people in place. If we want a better police force, we got to choose better mayors. I mean, we have to get control of our own destiny. And that's by putting the right people in office. We can't keep just continue to just punch the ticket for every Democrat that comes our way. Like we have to start vetting these people and we have to make sure once again, 
that they have our interests as a whole, not their own, you know, the constituents, the community. And the only way to do this is we have to vote in the right people. I, I, I believe in the way that I vote, I vote against the incumbent every time. <laughs> Who's ever the incumbent, you, you won't get my vote until we can be able to shake this system up and be able to have people in power that that's going to do the job correctly. And my, my message to, you know, white conservatives, like you, you, you missing something when it comes to the black vote, like you give us no choice, but to vote democratic because when it comes to the issues of black people, you love to be on the wrong side of history. Like that tweet that I put up, you should have saw some of the comments. Like you can go find it on uh, Inspires to Block on Twitter. But a lot of the comments was terrible. You know, people couldn't grasp that I was talking to the black community. I wasn't even talking to nobody white whatsoever. But people feel a certain biases that they have to respond to. You know, and so with that, they jumped in there and started saying some bunch of crazy stuff. I responded to a couple, but normally I don't do that. But once again, my message to you know the white conservative community is that, you know, stop being on the wrong side of history. Get on the right side. Right? Understand that we are a part of this country and we have every right to it just like you do. We didn't ask to be here. Since we were brought here and we built this country for free and we were freed from slavery. It's time to acknowledge the fact that we're just as American as you are. You know, we're part of this country and there's nothing you can do about it. We're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to multiply. You know, we're going to continue to grow as a community. We're going to continue to become wealthier. The country is going to continue to become browner. And if it's something that you'd like, I don't like, I have nothing I can tell you about that. That's just fate. That's just the way that this thing is going. You know, that's it's just the way that the makeup and the God, whether the God wants this thing to happen. It's not under your control. It's, it's God's control. So no matter how many times you try to shoot us down in the streets, no matter how many times you falsely accuse us of committing crimes and send us to prison, you know, this is all God's plan. And there's nothing that you can do about it. And so what I would like to do is close with another video, how I started it. You know, and I think that it, it makes a lot of sense as to what's going on in the country today, you know, because one thing about it, we just want decency as a people. We don't want to be treated ill because, you know, regardless of what, the majority of black people in this country are doing good. They're good people. You take what you see on the news because the average white person, you don't encounter the hood. You don't encounter the black community. You, you take your information from the media and you use that as your justification when you see things on social media or injustices towards black people on social media. So my thing would be, you know, hey, get to know us because the majority of us, including myself, are not bad people. We're not looking out here to commit crimes. Majority of my family, 99% of my family, whole family, and I'm talking about cousins, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, are doing well for themselves. No one is out committing crimes. No one is breaking in houses. No one is stealing. Everybody is fathers to their children. 
uh, in relationships, marriages, and working, or either have their own businesses. So you have to get past your own biases when it comes to the black community and understand that, that we're here. We are very much a part of this country as you are. Is it too much to ask you to grant us human dignity? Should we be put down and shot to death for this request? If so, you can aim your guns. What the hell do you think we care about dying if you're going to deny us the right to live?